Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Osgood File, sponsored in part by Stamps.com. Save time, trouble, and money by buying and printing official U.S. postage with your own computer and printer. In a moment, a special offer for you. This is Charles Osgood. When we think of termites, we usually think of tiny creatures of destruction on a mission to eat your house. One termite colony could eat this whole piece of wood in about six to eight months. But termites have also become an inspiration for engineers who created tiny creatures of construction. We'll put it all together after this. You've probably heard that the price of a stamp just went up to 49 cents. But here's how to pay less for a postage than you would at the post office. Just do what I do and use stamps.com. Buy and print stamps, shipping labels, and more with your own computer and printer and pay discounted rates that you won't see at the post office. You'll save money on first-class mail, priority and priority express mail packages, you name it. And you'll save valuable time, too, because you'll never have to go to the post office again. Whenever postage rates change, Stamps.com always keeps you up to date so that you'll always get the exact postage that you need right from your own desk every time. Get started now. Stamps.com has a special offer for you since you listen to the Osgood file. It's a no-risk trial with a $110 bonus that includes a digital scale and up to $55 in free postage. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the home page, and type in my last name, Osgood, O-S-G-O-O-D, at Stamps.com and enter Osgood. Most of us don't like termites, unless, of course, we happen to own a pest control business. But it turns out termites were the model for a brand new bunch of tiny robots, each about the size of a small brick, that unlike the termites themselves, build things rather than destroy them. Now, these machines don't have a leader or follow step-by-step instructions, which I just think is the real way termites work. The robots just set out to do the job, and they do it. No meetings, no memos, no mission statements. Experts at Harvard have taught these little robots to just get busy. Suppose you program them to build a wall. One robot puts down a block, another robot comes along, senses the presence of the block, and then thinks, if we can use that word, to put another block on top of that block. And then another robot comes along and does the same thing, and so on and so on. One researcher says real termites may be known for wrecking things, but in Africa and Australia, they also build 40-foot-tall towers with vast networks of tunnels and chambers. And there's no construction foreman. The bugs just work together like these little robots. Eventually, the termite-like robots may be able to do something like build a colony on Mars, or, more practically for now, build sandbag levees to hold back rising floodwaters. So even though we don't have to like termites, we might want to thank them someday. But watch out if they ever get into the contracting business. The Osgood File. Charles Osgood on the CBS Radio Network. 
All aboard the Inland Empire Express. 10.50 a.m. Leaving no listeners behind. KCAA. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Political Hour. I'm Mark Westwood with uh, Uncle Chuck in the studio. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Chuck is here tonight. <laughs> and we also have uh, Jacob Daravala who will be out in the field. And we're welcoming back, yay, Corla Coles, the esteemed Corla Coles, who has been here uh, with us for quite a while and took a little break. Um, she had to attend to some some things here, and and uh, we're certainly glad to have her back, especially with the subject we're going to have today. We've got a lot, of course, to talk about. We always have one hour and a lot to talk about in that single hour. And uh, so with no further ado, we'll get right down to it. Um, today, you know, we're going to have an author, an activist, um, and his name is Sandy Davis, and he's from End Wars and Occupations and the, uh, the Progressive Democrats of America. And, uh, of course, the show is also very much focused on those issues, and uh, that is very, very good. He's from the Issues Organizing Team uh, and the co-chair of the End Wars and Occupations from Pacific uh, – Pacific, where did that come from? I don't know. Progressive Democrats of America yeah. uh, and the Pacific Coast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, also, we have some big news, and uh, let me cue the music for the big news here. Uh, I like to have a little music to announce this one because I wouldn't really – we've been, we talked about this on the show and we talked about what we called uh, the California Disclose Act and Proposition 27 and what that is ladies and gentlemen um, was the, the uh, it's actually Assembly Bill 27 was the um, the ability to know who's paying for big campaign ads right. you know candidates have to disclose the money they, they get contributed from and the companies they get contributed contributions from but no you know these big uh, propositions and initiatives, they don't have to do that. So I wanted to have some little happy music, and uh, maybe that'll come forward. But, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> to me it's like, you got it. Come on, let's have some happy celebration music here. Uh, there we go. Now we're doing it. Now we're cooking with gas here. All right. <laughs> this was an incredible thing. 20,000 people signed a petition. And a lot of assemblymen and legislators were like, I don't know, this is kind of a hazy area, you know. And, uh, well, they heard loud and clear the people this time. And it is incredible. Fifty legislators, all the Democrats in both houses voted yes. That, you know, people need to know that it's the tobacco companies that are sponsoring an ad that says, you know, safety and smoking, when it's not that at all. Um, and then... You know, only 18 people in the whole state's legislature voted against it. All of them Republicans, by the way. I don't know what a big deal is about. You know, let's have truth in lending, truth in contributions for candidates, and for things things like this. So, that's very, the, very good. That's the party of the law. Right. So, you know, and we can't, you know, forget Prop 52 also. Prop 52 is going to be an incredible thing if it passes as well. Corla. Oh, I was just going to say, it's only going to give us the top three contributors, though. Yeah. It's better than nothing. Right. But only the top three contributors. Oh, we'll turn the happy Still music ha- off now then. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, $49,999 is what they can contribute without disclosing to people who they are. Right. But after 50000 and one cent, they've got to expose it. So I don't know what the big deal was, but, you know, that's a good thing. So all happiness all around here uh, with that. 
So thank you very much for the music, Mia. We appreciate that. Um, also, um, we will have Jacob Daravella and the J5. He will be calling in from live from a, a community meeting, the Democratic Club of Corona Norco. Is that the name, the title? Yes, I think that's it. And uh, he will be calling in with his five minutes. He's our youth correspondent, and he's a very sharp individual. We'll be looking forward to hearing from him. And then uh, I also would like some more music, Mia. <laughs> Can you cue this music for me? Because we're going to talk about Senator Crooked. Senator Crooked Calderon, who um, I just got the opportunity to see in shackles and, and handcuffs. And uh, so we've got some appropriate music. There we go. And uh, <laughs> uh, the chain gang for him. Yes. Now, people say, no, he's a Democrat. Why are you doing that? Well, the fact of the matter is he's one of two Democrats, Thomas Calderon, Ronald Calderon, who both voted, both voted to not pass single-payer health care in San Bernardino. I mean, in, in California. California. Yeah. In California. Right. <laughs> so he's one of the reasons why if you're signing up for Obamacare right now, you're probably going to continue to have to sign up for Obamacare, whether you like it or not. We could add something better in California, but those two Democrats voted against it. Thomas Calderon, his brother, is also up in indictment charges. What for? Oh, they accidentally accepted $100,000. In contributions. They both, now, now Thomas Calderon is no longer in the assembly. He's a former assemblyman, thank God. But the other guy, you know, they both served on something called juice committees. Juice committees. And what those committees were alcohol, firearms, tobacco, insurance companies, insurance companies, hmm, insurance companies. They were on the take. They were on the take, big time. So um, I, in this case, say good. And that's karma, boys. Because, you know, you voted against the very people that you can, you know, represent. I mean, you're from El Monte. El Monte. And you did that. So, uh, you know, there you go. Get used to that music. Right. Get used to that music. The chain gang. That's right. Yeah, do you know anything about El, El Monte? You know what it stands for, don't you? No, I don't. That was the first town the immigrants stopped at. I mean, immigrants to California from the east coast to south. Hmm. It, it, was, I, it was called the, uh, the Mount. <laughs> All right. There you go. So that's the sound of the man working on the chain gang hopefully soon. And uh, that's what the karma is when you take $100,000 in contributions that you shouldn't take. And when you vote against the people and vote against single-payer health care, a good co- dose of karma, which means there's balance, there's justice in, in, in the world today because of that. So we're very, very glad of that. And so, you know, that's a little bit of the local stuff. We're going to talk about some more local stuff at the tail end of the show. Right. And uh, Carla Coles is going to talk about military families speak out. Yes, I'm so excited. After, you know, the second part of our show and after we talk about our guest who is from uh, Progressive Democrats of America. And in Progressive Democrats of America is a, a national group was organized back in 2004 when Howard Dean was running. It also supported Dennis Kucinich and uh, a great group of people. They help support the show. We focus on their issues and we're on their issues organizing team on every issue organizing team now because we're covering. We've covered environmental. We've covered what else have we covered? Health care. Health care. You know, we've had Tim Carpenter on the show. So very much we support this this group. And in this particular case, there's another issue. We've also talked about uh, and against the uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership. Yes. And so this next issue organizing team uh, co-chair that we're going to speak with uh, is a, an issue organizing team called End Wars and Occupations. 
And uh, it is a very good subject and a very good topic uh, that maybe some people are not thinking too much about, but we still need to think about it because we are in places we shouldn't be. So I'm going to hand this over to Corla to introduce our guest. Okay, well, our guest is Sandy Davies, and he is the uh, leader of the In the Wars and Occupation issue team. I highly recommend that you get his emails. They are amazing. You will not believe what you're, you're reading. He's also the author of the book, Blood on Our Hands, The American Invasion and Destruction of Iraq. Um, this is, you know, very close to my heart. Y'all know I'm a, a big anti-war activist. I... Sandy also writes for um, Alternet and for Z Magazine and is also at War is a Crime. He, it's just, he's just a wonderful author. Uh, so without further ado, let's put him on the radio. Yes, Sandy, and welcome to the Political Hour and the Progressive Democrats of America show here on the radio on KCAA 1050 AM. Sandy, you know, let's get right to it. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story, and, and, and you know, um, it's good to have you, Sandy. Um, welcome. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Good. Um, and we're happy to have you. Um, let me start off a little story, and I think this is very relevant. Um, Uncle Chuck and I were having a business meeting at uh, the local claim jumper a while back, and uh, we were waiting and waiting and waiting to be seated, and it was a busy time. And we began conversing with somebody um, in, in the, uh, um, the, uh, the restaurant foyer, and we were talking about drones. And we just kind of mentioned drones. And we thought, you know, everybody knew what a drone was. <laughs> and it was amazing that they didn't. And that's when I came up with the term, uh, what is the term, uh, profoundly uninformed. <laughs> and so part of the show is to help and reach out to the profoundly uninformed and tell people what drones are and why we are fighting them. Yeah, well, I think people in this country are profoundly uninformed uh, by design. I mean, we, we have a corporate propaganda system that um, and a political system that uh, uh, really, um, especially under the Obama administration, has been conducting war in secret. It's been conducting covert war and proxy wars, as in, in Syria, and uh, um, staging coups, as in Honduras, and uh, as, we, as we saw uh, just now in, in Ukraine. And um, with um, the, there's a great uh, article on Alternet by Max Blumenthal about, about that, how the U.S. has supported neo-Nazi groups in Ukraine to overthrow their government successfully. Of course, now they're having a little trouble forming a government. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, but, um, yeah, and, but, but actually, I mean, one thing I, th- I think, in fact, that, you know, probably more Americans are aware of drones than about many of the other aspects of uh, the Obama doctrine of, of covert war, which, as I wrote on Alternet last year, has spectacularly backfired in Syria. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yes, there, um, you know, I, I w- I, what I would urge anyone to do is to see uh, Jeremy Scahill's film, uh, Dirty Wars, I yes. Would, I would urge uh, <laughs> you know, anyone uh, to read not um, to interrupt Benjamin's you. book on the drone wars. Um, and, you know, we, we need to know what our government is doing. 
We were just talking about that, Carla, weren't we? Yes, because Jeremy's film is up for an Oscar, and there are many of us that are going to be glued to our TVs on Sunday night. Let's just hope Jeremy wins, not just because he is a wonderful young man. Oh, my gosh, he's great. But because it'll send a message. It sends this message that we care that somebody's paying attention. And he mentioned Medea Benjamin's book. And Medea is my dear friend, you know, and, and yeah. she's all over Europe right now with her book. Sandy. Yeah, actually, she was, I, I'm in Miami. She was at a PDA meeting in Miami last Thursday. Oh, well, she's yeah, back. <laughs> yeah, she's back, and now she's off to Gaza. At least right. she's off to Egypt to try and get into Gaza. Hopefully with... Uh... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 100 other women from around the world for International Women's Day. Wow. Attention to the flight of uh, women in Gaza. Right. You know, we sent two girls from Redlands to Gaza with her and with she and um, Colonel Ann about three years ago. Mm, It was great. Was that the time they actually didn't get in? They had about a thousand women from around the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, 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 there's, I think there's just about 100 of them this time. And, um, of course, with the new government in Egypt, it's, uh, um, you know, it's pretty uncertain. But they're, it's dicey. You know, they're, they're, they're going to do what Code Pink always does. Mm-hmm. And by simply trying to, to get in there, that will draw some attention to, to Gaza. Right. Well, let me uh, change the subject just a little bit. Uh, there's some great information. You know, uh, Senator Chuck Hagel... Uh, has now uh, proposed that we reduce our military and our army down to 450,000. That was announced yesterday. I'm, I'm sure you're probably familiar with that and following that, uh, Sandy. Um, and yeah. that brings me to the whole thing about privatization of the military and how we you know, might be occupying things like almost like an automated force if we're not careful with, with these drones. And, and uh, you know, people don't understand. We are still at war, and we are still occupying nations. And, and yeah, we are, and I, I think that's a good segue into um, PDA's and War and Occupation Issue Team. Um, I, I actually just came back from Winslow, Arizona, where uh, I didn't see any girls in flatbed Fords, but <laughs> I spent two days at a really uh, intense, enlightening uh, retreat with other um, members of, of PDA leadership, um, this is actually the 10th anniversary of PDA. So we look back at the last 10 years, we look forward to the next 10 years of PDA, and we're in the process of coming up with 10 strategic goals for PDA for that next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Howard Dean and uh, Dennis Kucinich in mm-hmm. your intro there, and we were reminded that on the night that PDA was formed in Roxbury, Massachusetts, after the uh, Democratic in 2004, our fearless leader, uh, Tim Carpenter, founder of PDA, um, actually brought uh, Howard Dean and Dennis Kucinich on stage at the uh, PDA founding uh, celebration in Roxbury and made them hold hands. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, 
you know, that's just classic Tim. I mean, he is just uh, the smartest political strategist I have met in my entire life. And, and, and we are, PDA is going through a really a, a transition that nobody, none of us would have wanted uh, dealing with the fact that Tim is now um, facing, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, what is diagnosed as a terminal illness of uh, skin cancer that is metastasized to his lungs. And so PDA is really, um, but, but what he has built in the last 10 years is such an incredible organization that I, I think we all feel that, um, you know, we, you know, I mean, I know it's, it's a dreadful sa- thing to face, sa- but, yeah, but Sandy. If, if we have to, Sandy. we will, we will continue um, okay, his work. Okay, Sandy, this is Uncle Chuck. I really think, hey, I think the best thing that we can do for Tim Carpenter is to continue with the PDA and make us stronger. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. And we were fortunate to have him on our show about uh, a month ago, too. And, uh, well, what an individual. What uh, a priceless yeah. individual. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, yeah. we wish him the best and uh, hope for the best uh, for Mr. Carpenter. Um, you know, uh, yeah, he would want us to keep talking about the issue, though, I believe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, 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 the, so, let, so let me tell you what we are doing at the moment in our end war and occupation team. And, um, you know, the, this whole weekend in Winslow was framed for us by Michael Leidy, the political director of National Nurses United, the wonderful um, national version of the California Nurses Association um, that's expanding all over the country and has been, along with PDA, uh, you know, one of the few, you know, major national organizations championing Medicare for All. Um, but he, what he encouraged us to do is to think about everything we do in terms of strategy. I mean, how, how is this leading us towards the point where the people of this country can, will actually take political power. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about this in terms of seizing power. We can talk about it. I, I mean, I, w- I would probably refer to that as democracy. Exactly. You know, <laughs> is democracy coming to the USA? What can we do in, in our work that actually brings democracy closer. I believe Howard Dean said, take back America. It is our power. That's the power we have instilled. But sometimes we just don't exercise the authority of it. And uh, we need to do that. So I think that, you know, the issues that that our our end war and occupation team is working on kind of fall into two categories. Because even as we think strategically and trying to come up with campaigns and issues that can advance that purpose, uh, one of the things about... uh, fighting against wars and occupations, is that we are also the bucket brigade. We are the fire brigade that has to keep putting out fires. Um, as Michael Eisenscher of U.S. Labor Against the War said on our last uh, End Wars and Occupations conference call. Um, so the, the, the issues we're working on at the moment really fall into two categories. And on the sort of immediate fire brigade, fire brigade issues, um, we have, you know, working for a complete U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan by the end of the year, which, you know, seems increasingly plausible as uh, Karzai keeps refusing to sign an agreement that would allow um, U.S. forces to stay in Afghanistan and kill people 
with impunity under Afghanistan law. Um, of course, he's going to be replaced by someone else uh, in an election sometime this year. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But we are going to be fighting to get the last American soldier home from Afghanistan. Amen. And like everything PDA does, we have an inside-outside strategy. And, uh, you know, we have endorsed Barbara Lee's bill, H.R. 200, which is called the Responsible End of the Afghanistan War Act, mm-hmm. which would bring home every last American soldier from Afghanistan. Um, so, and on all these, any of these bills I mentioned, you can go to the PDA website, any of anyone listening, go to pdamerica.org, click on Issues, and then click on End War and Occupation, and on that page you will find all kind of good stuff, but you will find action alerts on each of these bills where you can send emails to your members of Congress to ask them to please co-sponsor these bills. And stop funding the military-industrial complex, which is what we're doing, I really believe. Yeah. And, that, um, right. I mean, that falls more into the strategic goal, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll put that um, on our bucket list in the, the bucket there brigade. There you go. <laughs> um, you know, on the, on, on the more immediate firefighting that we have to do, um, you know, we and, and you know, PDA P, – this team works very closely with all the peace organizations in this country. We work with Peace Action. We work with USPJ. We work with Stephen Miles and Went Without War. Of course, we work with our PDA board member, uh, Medea Benjamin and Code Pink. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a whole – I'm not going to read you the whole list. Corla Coles is dressed in pink too. today. <laughs> and she's the chapter. Corla Coles in the studio is dressed in pink, and she's the chapter leader of Code Pink. So she just lit up when Wonderful. you just said Code Pink. Okay, in, in the Inland Code Empire, Pink. yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, we're also um, we're we're really fighting to defend the diplomacy with Iran, which I I mean, you know, the the, the small successes we've achieved in the last six months are things that. You know, people would have dismissed as as fanciful even a year ago. But, I mean, we have stopped the U.S. from launching missile strikes on Syria. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have stopped the Senate from bringing to the floor a bill, S-1881, that that would completely derail the negotiations with Iran. And, you know, this this is because we have built a strong peace, movement in this country over the last few years and um and the america the american people are not war weary as they may say on the tv the american people today are war wise they have learned what happens when you go and invade and attack other countries absolutely it's horrific and we should have nothing to do with it and it and it never achieves the, the, the goals by which, um, you know, these, these um, bloody adventures are, are justified to oh. us when they are launched. War is, so, is, is always the last option, and diplomacy is always the first, the second, the third, the fourth, all, you know, all the way into affinity practically, first option. And I, I right, really want but, to end the knocks on the doors that our military families get, you know, telling them the awful news and, and bringing those mothers, you know, sons home. And that's what this is all about. 
Very American, yeah. what you're doing. Absolutely. And, I mean, we have lived in an environment the last 12 years in which war has been the first option and diplomacy has been the last option. Mm-hmm. We are now, as a, as a last resort, our government has, has finally been forced to practice diplomacy mm-hmm. uh, on Syria and on Iran. And um, I, I should tell you... Um, what we are involved in right now, the most immediate thing coming up that we have is next weekend, it is APAC's National Policy Conference in Washington. And PDA and our peace movement partners are working with the National Iranian American Council to, um, to prevent APAC from uh, bullying uh, the, the United States Senate from bringing that bill, Senate Senate Bill 1881. For our listeners out there, um, could you please define what APAC is? APAC is the America-Israeli uh, Political Action Committee, and they have wielded so much power in recent years over the members of Congress and over foreign policy, and they have really driven this this drive to war in which our elected representatives have been afraid. To, to deviate from from the line that APAC is pushing, the, the complete fantasy that Iran is developing nuclear weapons, um, the, uh, the, the notion that, 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 that sanctions, which are, um, you know, just uh, causing incredible suffering to the people of Iran, uh, are, are somehow um, a, a positive thing in bringing Iran to the table, in, well, while in, in fact Trita Parsi, who is the founder of the National Iranian American Council, wrote a fantastic book called The Single Role of the Dice, in which he, he totally debunked the notion that sanctions have had any positive effect on diplomacy with Iran. In fact, the fact that we were, I mean, I mean applying this, this dual-track policy, which Obama did starting in 2009. In effect, it's like trying to talk to someone at the same time as you're trying to throttle them, you know. <laughs> it's, um, and, and in fact, it, com- you know, it completely undermined our efforts to negotiate with them. Hey, Sandy, um, Sandy, what's the name of that book again? You went too fast. It's, I'm sorry, it's called A Single Roll of the Dice, and it is by Trita Parsi. That's, Thank you. Parsi is P-A-R-S-I. And this, this group he founded, the National Iranian American Council, that is at uh, niacouncil.org. And they have a petition up on their website, which is a petition saying, I want Peace, not war with Iran. Very simply. Mm-hmm. And so we are asking as many people as possible to sign that petition. And then after you've signed the petition, it takes you to another page where you can volunteer to take part in a nationwide effort on March the 4th to deliver all those petitions to your local Senate office the local office of your senators in, what, in whatever state you are. And what we are hoping is that we will have enough signatures on that petition to outweigh the number of APAC members in Washington 
who on that same day will be flooding up to Capitol Hill and urging the uh, Senate to, to pass SA 1881, to impose new sanctions, to tie the hands of, of Secretary Kerry in negotiating with Iran, and ultimately to, to derail the negotiations and put us back on the path to war with Iran. And, you know, so, we see so this, this all is, the time. This is a very smart action we're taking on March the 4th to right. counter APAC's effort to, to put us back on the path to and, war. And it informs the people it's what we need to do and get that message out. Sometimes it's not covered properly in the media, and, and that's so very, very important what you're doing. And, and diplomacy is always the, the, the first resort, and, you know, and the next and the next we, and the next. We wish it was. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, you know. It should be. Uh, it should be. And, and Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, we've seen, like, you know, back when they started the second Iraq war, um, you know, they kept talking about weapons of mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction, drilling that home. You know, I saw something kind of promising in the fact that we didn't get throttled into a war in Benghazi. And I think there were people who were really honestly trying to get us to do that after the Benghazi attack. And um, that was the whole purpose of the, you know, thwarting the myths and everything else about, you know, how it was an attack of terrorism when, you know, I, I believe it was a, a single incident you know, and that's the way it got labeled, and and we were smart, and we didn't go into war with Benghazi. So that's a positive thing that's happened in the administration. Mm-hmm. Um, when we've had some attacks out on the ocean, they used to be labeled terrorist attacks. Now they're called pirate attacks, just like they should be. <laughs> and 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 that's a good thing about our president and this government. We have a lots of room for improvement, don't we? We certainly do. Um, but how can you get involved in this and, and, and state this to our, our listeners once again before we wrap up this segment that's gone so quickly? Um, how can people get involved? Well, as I said, I would urge you to go to niacouncil.org and uh, sign that petition for peace with Iran. And I'd urge you to go to um, the uh, PDA and War and Occupation page. That's at pdamerica.org. Click on Issues, click on End Wars and Occupations. You, on there, you can sign up to join. You can sign up to join PDA. You can sign up to join the Issue Team. You can sign up to join our Google Group. Um, and um, you know, there's, 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 We are a long way from peace. We still have um, a military budget that matches the highest military budget we ever had during the Cold War or the Vietnam War. Um, and e- even with um, Hegel's announcement today, it's still a very small reduction. Uh, we, three times, this is one of our strategic goals in our team, three times since the Second World War, the U.S. has reduced its military budget <coughs> to a peacetime military budget of, in present-day dollars, $350 billion dollars. We did that in 1955 after the Korean War. We did it in 1975 after the Vietnam War. And we did it again in 1998 after the end of the Cold War. We can do that again today. Um, ter- you know, 
on terrorism, I'd urge you to uh, read my article, which was published on Alternet on February the 3rd. It's titled, We Need to End the Disastrous Failure of the War on Terror. What we call the War on Terror has resulted in probably about a tenfold increase in terrorism in the world. This is not working. We need to get smart. We need peace. We need diplomacy. Absolutely. And Mr. Davis, it's been such a pleasure talking to you and such a breath of fresh air. And, and you're, you're more than welcome to stick around after the break if you have time uh, to can you continue on our show. But we do have to take a little bit of a break for our listeners. We have been talking with Mr. Sandy Davis, who uh, is from the Progressive Democrats of America, and what we call an issue organizing team. This issue organizing team is called In Wars and Occupations. He's given us a, a lot of information, a lot of valuable information. He is also the author of Blood on Our Hands, The American Invasion and Destruction of Iraq, and uh, he writes about U.S. militarism and war crimes in the Alternate, Z Magazine, and at warisacrime.org. And thank you so much, Mr. Davis, for being here. Um, uh, uh, will you stick around with us, or do you have to sure. go? Sure. Be glad to stick around. Okay, yeah. we're going to take about a three-minute break here, and we'll be right back right after this with Corla Cole's Military Family Speak Out and more with Sandy Davis on KCAA 1050 AM. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted, and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. I'm Mia Mocha, and Mark Westwood in the Political Hour will return right after these words from Jim Hightower here on KCAA 1050 AM. What's the matter with a post office? The U.S. Postal Service, I mean, the corporate hierarchy that runs this enormously popular public institution. Yes, I know that USPS has lost revenue it traditionally got from first-class mail delivery, but I also know that letter carriers and postal workers have offered many excellent ideas for expanding the services that USPS can deliver, thus increasing both revenue and the importance of maintaining these community treasures. Yet, the Postal Board of Governors, which includes corporate interests that would profit by killing the public service, seems intent on, guess what, killing it. 
The board's only idea is to cut services and shut down hundreds of local post offices. Incredibly, their list of closures include the historic post office in Philadelphia's Old City, the very building where Ben Franklin presided as our country's first postmaster general, appointed by the Continental Congress in 1775. All across the country, post offices that are invaluable artistic and historic assets are slated to be sold to developers. One is the marvelous 1935 Bronx Post Office with classical architectural flourishes and 13 museum-worthy murals. It's not just a post office, says one customer, fighting the closure. It's part of my life. No one feels that way about a FedEx warehouse. Yet, says a USPS spokeswoman dismissively, the four-story building is severely underused. This is Jim Hightower saying, so use it. Put a coffee shop in it, a public internet facility, a library and museum, a one-stop government services center, and, as USPS employees have suggested, a public bank offering basic services to the thousands of neighborhood people ignored by commercial banks. Come on, USPS, show a little creativity and gumption, and remember that service is a key part of your name. What do the corporate powers from Wall Street to Walmart have in common? They hate the Hightower Lowdown. You can see why at www.hightowerlowdown.org. NBC News Radio. The only station I listen to. 10.50 a.m. KCA, 10.50 a.m. Picking the beat up a little bit. This music was actually intended for you, Mr. Jacob Daravala, who didn't call in. But uh, <laughs> our youth correspondent uh, must have gotten busy or we had some technical difficulties. He couldn't call from where he was. He was supposed to call in live from a Democratic meeting. But, you know, next week we'll get him for this. We'll get him for this. But this was his music. He likes this song. But we will uh, we'll, we'll segue back into our more serious matters now. Um, for our listeners who have just joined us, we've been talking with Sandy Davis from the Progressive Democrats of America issue organizing team. And for this particular team is Ending Wars and Occupation. And we've had some great information. Information about things that are going on in Washington, D.C., some conferences that are coming up, um, some perspective of what's going on, a reminder that we are still at war, we are still occupying nations, and what we should be doing about it. And Sandy, are you still with us? I'm still here. Great. And Sandy, we want you to join in on this because uh, Corla, in, in particular, wanted you to hear this. Corla Coles is uh, one of my uh, co-anchors here, and uh, she also, like I said before, is with Code Pink, uh, and particularly Code Pink Redlands, and uh, she is pretty in pink today. And uh, <laughs> she you. has an issue she'd like to talk about, military family speak out. She wanted you to hear this and your input as well because she says that this is in the you-can't-believe-this category. So with no further ado, I hand the microphone to you, Corla. Oh. Oh, thank you, Mark. Well, I, I had that happy music today. I opened my email and I saw that Military Families Speak Out are back up and running. We were kind of, uh, the national had to kind of disperse and they said, okay, if you're a, a local chapter, you can keep using the name, the logo and all of that. But we didn't have a national chapter. It like so many other organizations. But Pat Alviso and Jeff Merrick and Rosanna Cabron pulled it together along with, let's see, I'm doing my math here, 13 other people from across the nation, and they were able to open a new office here in Long Beach. So I'm really excited about that. That's a big happy. The The thing that we are just is an emergency. It is literally an emergency, people. 
Can you believe the U.S. government is literally begging the Afghanistan government to allow us to keep our combat troops in Afghanistan till 2024? 2024. Have we not lost enough lives mm-hmm. on both continents? This has got to stop. My gut, and you know I listen to my gut, my gut says, hmm, we have no jobs to bring these young people home to. We have to provide them health care, and we don't have enough staff in our hospitals even to take care of the VA hospitals, take care of the PTSD. The our, our veterans are committing suicide at a rate of 22 a day. Hmm. What did you say 20, that again? Our hmm. veterans are committing suicide at a rate of 22 a day. This comes from stars and stripes. Wow. This is not coming from some, quote-unquote, progressive blog. And this is what Sandy's talking about, too. Right. This is exactly – well, because military families speak out, Code Pink and, and PDA are all together on this. We, we're we're – we're tight-fisted on this, aren't we? Yeah. So please, folks, write the president and say we want them out by December as you promised. Write him. Write your congressman. Make a stink. If we don't make a stink, we are not going to be heard. I know because I also work with Veterans for Peace at the Santa Monica Arlington West. We just celebrated 10 years of putting that that memorial up 10 years of heartbreak Mm -hmm. 10 long years of getting up at dawn putting up the crosses the crescents and the and the star davids and taking them down at dusk we've got this this has got to end it must end so let me get this straight Carla. you're saying that we're not only not ending occupation as you know mr davis and his group is working so hard to do correct we're actually right. a- asking to stay there, begging to stay there? Begging to stay till 2024. Incredible. That's why they call it the long war. Right. Right. I think what we're doing but, is... Um, you know, um, this, this bill that Barbara Lee has introduced, which is H.R. 200, the responsible and the war in Afghanistan, would require immediate, complete withdrawal. In other words, as... as, as as quickly as those forces can be safely withdrawn, they they would be out of there. And um, when and she has each year she has also been able to introduce this as an amendment to um, the military authorization bill. And it has at times got more than a hundred members of Congress voting for it. So I mean, um, you know, this is the most unpopular war. In U.S. history, in the most recent poll, 83% of Americans say that the, the war in Afghanistan is not worth fighting. Well, half they the people – all the truth. I'll give you a statistic. I think half people don't even realize we're still at war. We're still occupying. Like I keep telling people, yes, we are. Yes, we are. And that's what military family speaks out about. Right. That's that's what we do. We're, we want to keep it in people's face. That's what Veterans for Peace do. They want to keep it in people's face. That People don't, don't even realize that every day there is this huge loss of life. Uh, Not just by war casualties but by actual suicide. Oh, Right. More, more by suicide. And when we think about what this is doing to the people of Afghanistan, you know, there is very little reporting. Most 
you know, Western reporters, it's not safe for them to go even outside the city limits of Kabul. So we have very little reporting, but um, there are documents available that can give us an idea what what is going on. And I, I track the um, reporting from U.S. Central Command on airstrikes, U.S. airstrikes in Afghanistan. And on the day that uh, President Obama was inaugurated for his second term in 2013, Alternet published an article I wrote, Mm -hmm. and you can find that one, too, on Alternet. It is titled, Bomber in Chief, Mm -hmm. 20,000 airstrikes in his first term. I read that. Right. Thank you. Good. (laughs) It's amazing. So, I mean, uh, you know, and I mean... Some people at least do know about the drone strikes, but they might be surprised to know that the drone strikes are only one-tenth of the, of the total airstrikes. And so, I mean, we are bombing villages and uh, houses and people. In, 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 you know, the Taliban occupies a huge portion of the country. And, you know, it's not really just the Taliban. That's a little bit of a euphemism. Even the military refers to them not as the Taliban, but the ACF, the anti-coalition forces. These are people just fighting to expel foreign occupation forces from their country, as the Afghans have done. Uh, You know, for centuries, they expelled the Persians in the 18th century. They expelled the British in the 19th century. They expelled the Soviets in the 20th century. And as an Afghan cab driver in Vancouver told me, he said, well, he said, now we've got NATO. Now we've got 34 countries, and we're going we're to expel <laughs> them too. So, you know, they are fighting to defend their country. And, um, you know, uh, yes, there are, uh, you know, there are enormous, enormous, that so Sandy, the different factions in that country have to resolve. Yeah, yeah, but Sandy. prolonging the U.S. occupation, pro- prolonging U.S. airstrikes and drone strikes and Sandy. special forces raids is not going to help. Sandy, yes. this is Uncle Chuck. Hey, I, Chuck. I just want to ask you a couple of questions, if you don't mind. Please uh, do. Um, you know, the American, uh, let, me, let me make a statement. You say yes, yes or no. The American people have been sold on the idea that we are protecting the Afghan people from this horrible Taliban. That's why we're there. Right. Well, um... Is it true? Well, but who are the Taliban? Who are we, who are we talking about here? You know, the, um... The, the, in fact, as, um, there was a... I'm trying to remember his name. I think his name was Matthew Ho. He was a U.S. State Department representative in one of the provinces in Afghanistan who, who resigned, his, resigned from the State Department in disgust several years ago. And he said, you know, it is our military occupation and our military op- operations that are driving people to join the anti-coalition forces to drive to join the the Afghan resistance and fight our people and and you know I mean so Americans are dying as part of a, a foreign occupation of a country most of whose people 
do not want us to be there. Um, you know, the government that we have installed there is utterly corrupt. Uh, the, most of the people do not want that government. I mean, the government we installed has made the Taliban look good. And that was, that was a, you know, that's a high bar, but they have achieved it. You know, they have, you know, the level of corruption is, is absolutely incredible. Um, after the U.S. Marines um, went into Helmand province and conducted a, you know, a brutal campaign in which they, you know, dynamited entire villages and, you know, blasted their way through there, um, they, you know, a new governor was appointed and a new police chief. The new police chief they appointed in Helmand province was a guy who had been written about, I, I think it was in the New Yorker, just a year or two earlier, as um, a police official who was earning $60 million a year from smuggling heroin out of the country. And you know, I think you can wrap, you know, you can wrap up exactly what you said by a quote that I read in World Beyond War, which is, war is the worst thing that human beings can do to each other and the worst form of exploitation by the rich and the powerful. And do you know who said that? You did. I did. (laughs) You did. (laughs) Yes. And that is exactly the whole, your, what you've said in a nutshell. Exactly. Um, you know, Sandy and, and Chuck and Corla, I want to remind our listeners that today is February 25th, 2014. Pinch me if I'm wrong. <laughs> no. It's not 2008. This is not a rebroadcast of something that you're hearing over and over again. This is actually going on right now. This is actually happening. Our media is not talking about it. They're talking about what I call the Watch the Birdie stories, which is all about, you know, you know, shutting down the government or the Tea Party or Crazy Cruz, what's his name, or, or stuff that is you know, in, happening stupidly in Arizona. Um, but, you know, really this is what we need to be talking about. And it's mm-hmm. so valuable to have you on the air with us and Corla and Chuck. And that's why it's so good to have this show. And our listeners, we're here every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with these different uh, things that we're talking about. Crucial stuff, real things going on, the kind of news that you need to be listening to and researching. And, you know, before we wrap it up, because we just have a few more minutes, this hour always goes so quickly and seems like we always need more. Um, we have been talking about, uh, you know, ending wars and occupations with uh, Progressive Democrats of America, Sandy Davis. And uh, if there's one more thing you'd like to get out to our listeners uh, quickly in a couple of minutes, what would it be, Mr. Davis? Um, please, um Please join the uh, fire brigade uh, with us. Um, jo- you know, please join PDA. Go to uh, pdamerica.org. Um, issues, end war and occupation. Please join us. We got a lot of work to do. We do, and a lot of precious, important work to do. Just like military families speak out. Corla, before we wrap it up, I want to give you the microphone to talk a little bit more about what's going on. Okay. Well, um, March eighth. Military Families Speak Out, along with Women Against War, are having a wonderful concert for International Women's Day at Griffith Park. So I think that's really great. Um, I really highly recommend to everyone, once again, if you have never been to Santa Monica on a Sunday morning or a Sunday afternoon, go remind yourself of what the cost of war is and – um, look at Arlington West 
walk amongst the crosses, the graves, and the crescents. Um, uh, military families speak out. Also, uh, sponsor one in Huntington Beach once a month, the first Saturday, uh, first Sunday of the month. So I highly recommend that you do that. What we need to do is remind people every day that the cost of war is not just, and, and this is going to sound so terrible, not just the person who dies, but their family. Mm-hmm. You their know, children. Their children. How it affects their families and generations to come. And and we're going to bankrupt our country with this. We've bankrupted already. Yes. And Mr. Uh, Uncle Chuck? Yeah, <laughs> I, I invite the public to come to our PDA meeting at the Metacali Bar and Grill on Saturday, March 8th at noon. And we're going to be showing a movie that Robert Reich made, The Inequality Thing. So you can find out all about it if you come to our meeting. We'll be showing that movie. Uh, second, uh, Saturday, March 8th at noon, Mr. Cali Barn Grill. Thank you. And thank you uh, to Sandy Davis. Thank you to Carla Coles. Thank you to Uncle Chuck. I've got the last three or four minutes to talk about something here. Watch um, the Oscars. And, you know, let's talk about the Oscars yeah. and, again, remind our people about Jeremy. Jeremy Scahill, Dirty War documentary. Let's let's really hope that they show a good clip and that because there are – Millions of people are going to be watching that. And it's all about drones. Thank you, Jeremy. That's right. And civility at home as well. Um, you know, we need a Department of Peace. We've always needed a Department of Peace. Yeah. And uh, part of that is the civility on the streets and civility amongst ourselves. Um, I'm going to close with this one statement uh, that uh, recently a, a congresswoman who is an older congresswoman who's decided that Washington may be a bit much for her, that she wants to really serve in her own district, said, uh, I'm going to not run for Congress. Uh, congressman, woman, Gloria Negretti McLeod. And recently the former congressperson that didn't serve in that district but served in another district who ran against her, who lost, was asked, you know, why or what do you think about this? And he called her an unfortunate word, which I'm not going to repeat. Uh, But our leaders, I call upon you to be more civil with each other. It begins with you and good leadership and being civil with each other, being civil to the world, having peace in this world, treating each other with kindness and compassion, making sure that there is no one that goes unfed, no one that is hungry, that everyone has an equal opportunity in this world, that people that are of a different walk and persuasion can walk into a restaurant in Arizona, in Kansas, in Hawaii, in Utah, and not have to worry about being served or humiliated, not just because they're gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgender, but maybe because they're perceived to be that way and they're really not that way. And that is not the United States of America that my father fought in Korea, Vietnam, in World War II and shook his fist at the TV screen when George Bush the one the first you know announced the Iraqi uh, freedom war um, and said that's not why I fought in wars military people do not like wars they don't want to fight in wars they're here to protect us they're here to be strong but they're not here to carry out the uh, refueling of our military industrial complex and buying weapons and in war and rebuilding countries before we rebuild our own infrastructure Let's be kind. Let's be gentle. Let's always err on the side of peace. It's the first option, the second option, the third option, to the hundredth power option. And war is always the last resort. And it's so good to hear these great, logical, sane voices talk to us instead of those who don't know and are profoundly uninformed, profoundly uninformed, and uh, create such hatred, 
bigotry um, and things like that. So thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to our show today. We'll be back next week. We'll be talking about workers and prevailing wages and how people can still have faith in unions and that unions aren't the enemy of lower prices or access uh, to employment. So that will be our show next week. Tune in back here at 1050 KCAM at 6 p.m. for the Political Hour. I'm Mark Westwood for Carla Coles, for Chuck Reuter. Uh, thank you to Sandy Davis once again. And thank you to Jacob Daravala, wherever you are. <laughs> we'll see you next week right here. Good night and take care. And remember, peace. Well, you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go And you let her go of your glass, hoping one day you'll make a dream last, but dreams come slow and they go so fast, you see it when you close your eyes, maybe one day you'll understand why, everything you touch surely dies, but you only need the light when it's burning low, only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. Finally decided to go on an adults-only vacation. This is your opportunity to take a vacation where no one else's annoying kids will ruin your trip. You know, those kids who run around the pool screaming, cannonball into the jacuzzi, and make a mess in the restaurant. But now you have to make a decision. Where do you go? There are so many choices, and let's face it, you want to find the best place that fits what you're looking for. So if you need information on adult-only vacations, consider checking out the World Exotic Travel Club. The World Exotic Travel Club is an online community of people who have been on adult-only vacations. They can share information and give you traveling tips on the best places to go for you. It's a great place to meet other open-minded people and to trade information, stories, and pictures. You can do that on the World Exotic Travel Club. You'll find the World Exotic Travel Club at worldexotictravelclub.com. That's worldexotictravelclub.com. It's free to join and free to use. Join today and meet other fun-loving, open-minded people. This is KCAA. The following program is for informational purposes only. Cryptocurrency is a new science, so do your homework before putting money on the line. Today is February 18th, 2014. Welcome to episode 85 of Let's Talk Bitcoin, the 
twice-weekly show about the ideas, people, and projects building the digital economy and the future of money. My name is Adam B. Levine. I'm the editor-in-chief at the Let's Talk Bitcoin Network, and today it's all about MT Gox, one of the earliest, longest-running, and for many years the biggest exchange in the world of Bitcoin has had another of its yearly panics. There's a lot of ground to cover here, so we're going to jump right in. For today's episode of Let's Talk Bitcoin, we're actually going to reintroduce ourselves. Let's Talk Bitcoin is a show about the ideas, people, and projects.